Yeah, that's how, that's how I start. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? What's this up? is What's the Word? What's, what's the, the word? word? The podcast where you can get a churchy perspective on culture. We are so thankful and grateful. We are back. Episode two. Episode two. We thank you so much for listening. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We are live everywhere. So make sure that you go and check us out and make sure that you push that subscribe button uh, for us. We would love uh, to hear your, your feedback and, you know, go ahead and rate it. Give us that good five star. Hey, five star. Like a like a, no a like a good Uber, Uber driver that don't say nothing during the <laughs> during the trip. <laughs> All right. My name is Dr. Addison Kennedy. And I am Ash Mac. And I'm Network Ken. And this is what's the word. Here we go again. So listen, we are about to get into the best thing we saw on Sunday. The Sunday recap. So Ken, how about you tell us what is your Sunday recap? So my Sunday recap, um, I mean, Dr. Ellershie Griffin talked about hope on hope, which was a great sermon, but I kind of tied it into Bishop T.D. Jakes' sermon because mm. he talked about hidden gems. Okay. And he preached at Joel Osteen Church, so... He okay. talked about you the know biggest church in the entire <laughs> universe. Come on, you <laughs> <Right. laughs> the, the Astrodome. But um Hidden Gems was talking about sometimes we are afraid to step out on faith. Mm. And we have fear because we don't know the gem that we have inside. And sometimes he was saying it's a it's like a catch twenty two. It's okay to like have that know that we have that hidden gem in us because you know sometimes we get overlooked and overpassed and that's good because as bishop said we're in our production season and we're building up you know the momentum of what god has in store for us but also we need to when that gem is out shining the hidden part we need to you know kind of like step out on faith and go for it even if you only got you know just one just go ahead and step out on faith so i just kind of correlate that to elder sheila griffins because she talked about having hope on hope hmm. we continue to need to have hope in God regardless of our situation regardless of our circumstances we don't need to be operating in fear we need to continue to operate in hope dope dope Ash Mac King. So let is me, that hold on? So is okay. that I I mean, it right? It was Ashley last week, it and did, it was Ash. Ash yeah. So, so she I'm changed her stick. name a few times. Okay, so tell so us. I'm what. gonna stick with what some of my friends call me, which is Ash Mac. Okay. Stick. That's it. <laughs> Ash but Mac. my Instagram is Ash Mac King. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. 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 So my Sunday recap. Um, I'm gonna pull from. If you go to changing, if you follow anything that has to do with changing within maybe this last year, Bishop has hashtag and coined let's go in. Come Absolutely. on. And so it's funny that Network Ken here um, talked about hope on hope, um, just pushing past fear because in order to go in, we're going to have to push past some fear. And I just like that just as a, as a thing for me as a person because it's like don't, God has had, God has promises for your life and you can't go in and get the promises if one, you don't listen to him, you don't obey mm. him. But if you don't, if you let fear hold you up, if you let people hold you up mm. and I'm like, I'm trying to get all God, God, God for me, like, I don't want to wait till I get to heaven to experience everything that's supposed to be not supposed to be that will be great and good. I want to experience heaven on earth. Right. So right. I'm trying to go in every moment that I get. So shout out to this podcast. Cause you know, I'm going in. Absolutely. I'm in. <laughs> 
know, to, to the doors that God is opening for me. So for you out there, I just want to challenge you, you know, even to, to think about that for yourself and just say, hey, I'm going into all the promises God has for me and don't let fear hold you back. I like that. That's true. That's true. So the best thing I heard, especially on this topic of fear, I think it came like maybe a few years ago. Now, I got to, you know, um, I, I got to tell you all oh where Lord. I got it from. <laughs> so one day I was perusing the Internet. Of course. And uh, you were I was not. Trolling. <laughs> And I found my way to World Star Hip Hop. Of course you did. Now, you World were, Star Hip Hop, for like those ratchet. of you that may not know what it's World Star Hip Hop is, ratchet. there's a lot of ratchetness. <laughs> ratchet. But the thing about it is, every so often, in the muck and miry of ratchetness, there's also a little bit of it's righteousness. A gym? It's a, a gym, gym in there. It's a gym in there. It's a gym in there. Oh, come on, right? it's real. So one day I just went on. It was like this this guru that was talking. I mean, he looked like, I mean, I don't know. He, he was just, he looked like a guru. Whatever you think a guru looked like, that's what he looked like. And um, it was on YouTube. He gave me a link to YouTube. And he talked about fear. And what he said was, fear is a figment of our imagination. Hmm. Fear, most of the things, most of the things that we are in fear of don't actually exist in reality. They mm. always exist in our mind. So when we are fearful of something, we're usually fearful of what could happen, not what actually is happening. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's and really so good. when we think about what we're fearful of, we need to make sure that we put things in, in perspective enough to know that am I, and ask yourself a question, am I fearful of what is actually happening in my life or am I fearful of what could happen? Hmm. And if you're fearful of only what could happen, you could probably make yourself um, overcome that type of fear when you know this is all in my mind. The thing that I'm, I'm, I, that's causing me the most trepidation, the thing that's causing me the most fear, if it's all in my mind, I can get past that. Mm. I can go out and start that business. If I'm, if I'm thinking that this business that I have in mind won't work, you can get past your own personal beliefs about what you're capable of if you just can overcome that, that figment of imagination, which is also called fear. Well, can I just... Just say something. You know what's what I think about, and I because I've thought about this in relation to my own life is that when you're a child, like most children don't have fear. You like, oh, I want to do it. Mm. I don't want to do it, but I'm gonna try it. I'm just gonna go after. But I I've often wonder where along the line do we get out of that? I'm just gonna try, it. and if it don't work, it don't work. Attitude and really become fearful because kids like my son, he'll do anything. Like mm. he probably go jump out of airplane if he was old enough just wow. because he's not scared. I want to see a dog. I'm gonna go touch the dog whatever mm. you know but it's like somewhere along the line we do get in our own head and we don't have that freedom of saying i'm just going to go after it regardless a lot of fear is i believe is taught you know what i mean yeah it's taught fear i think yeah. we're not taught to be um free free thinkers I right i think you know people i see a lot of people always criticizing Jaden and willow smith because they're like so free they have no fear mm. it's but because will and jada really didn't like teach them to be fearful of anything and mm. i think you know just generation of fear in society even things you know we've been just kind of oppressed with we just been taught like you know at a certain age like okay you need to restrain from this all right you know sometimes rules 
rules that we, you know, parents put in place is actually sometimes things of being fearful. You know, I think that's. I, I think also with fear, you know, kind of like what um, Ash Mac was, was talking about with her child. My, my oldest child, she is about as fearless as, you know, they come along with, with, with Junior. And I think when it comes to certain things, she's just fearless. But when it comes to pets, <laughs> like animals, man, I'm telling you, my daughter will scream bloody murder. And I think, and from my perspective, I've been with her her whole life. I've pretty much seen her every single day of her life. I've never seen a bad accident with a dog. So somebody came along, might have told her, hey, you should be fearful of animals or or maybe it's inherited. I don't know because my, my mom is really scared of, uh -huh. of uh, animals as well. But the thing about <laughs> it is this is stuff that you can overcome. I remember telling my daughter like, hey, listen, when we come to, because there's a member at our church here at Changing a Generation, Full Gospel Baptist Church. Um, in Atlanta, has, Georgia. In Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> uh, 3350 Green Bar Park. Where the pastor is Bishop Paul S. Morton. <laughs> and our co-pastor is Pastor Deborah D. And the ambulance is riding back. And we're back, right. I don't know if they heard it, you, but you you definitely said it. So, um, so but but one thing that I I had to tell her, I was like, hey, there's a person here that has um, a pet. Is it's a I don't know what you call them, but those comforts. It's a service service service, service, dog. service, service dog. dog, right? And so he don't bother nobody as long as you just don't say nothing to or or do nothing to him. He won't do nothing to you. He just sit there and lay there. And I had to teach her, you are strong enough to get through this situation without screaming and kicking and crying and right. all that type of stuff. Right. And that's sometimes we have to be able to tell ourselves that Correct. when there's something that we want to do right. that we're too fearful to launch out into, we have to have a pep talk with ourselves. David said, I have to sometimes encourage myself. That's, a and Bible for, reference. And for forget about people and what they'll think. And yeah, and forget about what people may think about what you want to do with your life. This is your life. This ain't theirs. You do what you what God uh, has placed in your life to do. That's what yeah. I believe. Right. Amen. Amen. This, that, oh, was that, was good, good. that was a good opening that was conversation. Good. Hey, y'all, we getting better. We getting better. We getting better. I know some of y'all uh, watched that first or listened to that first episode. Y'all was, yeah, like, was like, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> but we getting better. We getting better. All right. So, so here it is. Um, so with that whole um, idea of being uh, fearful. fear, being fearful, I think some of the most fearless people we've seen lately Mm, mm, are the young down, men hands down they are formerly known as the central park five but we now know them as the exonerated exonerated five. exonerated five they are the most fear fearless people human beings in this world uh there are five young men Corey wise Raymond Santana Jr., Yusef Salam, Antron McRae, and Kevin Richardson, they have really shown us. And if for those of you that may not know what we're talking about, we're talking about When, when they, they See us. us. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. Um, and that's kind of what we want to uh, talk about. We want to center our discussion. Now, uh, Ken, I want you to give us an opportunity to know a little bit more about the Exonerated Five and When They See Us from your perspective. Um, so uh, when they see us is 
directed and created by Ava DuVernay, who's and amazing. amazing. Oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Oh my god! And my cousin works with her. Shout out to Shannon. And Shannon, I just want to tell you, work. You got the dopest boss and, ever. And don't call her auntie. She don't like that. She don't like. <laughs> please don't. Don't call her auntie. So Ava is like the coolest person. Shout out to my cousin again who works with her. You got the the coolest boss, but Ava, fear, if you listen to this, fearless, yeah, Ava, to addressing. Li- I'm telling you, she is. Our, and if you listening to this, come and come and holla at us. Come be on our show one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending this to Shannon so she can know. All right. But um, Ava DuVernay created uh, when they see us, which actually was a case um, about the exonerated five. Uh, these were five young men who were, you know. Falsely accused. Falsely accused of raping a white woman jogger in Central Park. And the... I'm about to get choked up because I, I really did watch When They See Us, but I'm going to let Addison them, you know, give their perspective and I'll come back to me. But just to give an overview, it kind of just talks about, you know, how, you know, people in our... You know, white people in the society see us as black... Uh, see black males and how they were guilty. I mean, they were falsely accused and just kind of... It- detailed the whole trial in the series from what I saw from the trailer kind of highlight each five guys' lives. Mm. So that's just an overview of it. And I think it just shows, you know, how even though innocent black men are just in the park being their regular selves, that you still can be falsely accused. But I think Ava did a great job from what I saw on social of telling the story. But Addison is going to tell his how he feel from a black male perspective growing up in a society how you you feel about that how you feel about fear so i mean it makes you watching this it makes you fearful right yes um it makes me fearful because one of the things that were said after during the the uh, four-part series one of the things that were said when they were looking for uh the perpetrators or the perpetrator that uh, did this horrible crime to this horrible woman who was just minding her own business, trying to get an exercise, whose life is now altered. Um, they said, um, go get every black male that you see on the street and bring them in. Mm. That was their only qualification, right? Young black male, that's, that's all they needed to see in order to go and grab you off the street, take you in there, and ultimately change your entire, the trajectory of your entire life. Mm-hmm. And it scares me because I, just based off of what we see every single day on social media, how African American people are treated, usually... I'm sure this is probably things that have been repeated throughout history since then, right? Even today, um, when in New York you have the whole stop and frisk uh, laws where you can go, these police officers, I don't think it's actually um, able to happen now. I think it's against the law now, but they figure out ways to where they can, if they see a young black male or a black male walking down the street, they can just grab them off the street for nothing. Um, just be, and the only crime they committed is them being black men, and it is uh, extremely disheartening. And it conjured up so many feelings of hurt and pain and disruption um, because 
not only am I fearful of how the police see us, I'm also fearful of how just regular everyday people may right. see me. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I am paranoid when a, a certain person at my daughter's daycare kind of looks at me or whatever. Like I'm, I'm like, dang, what is she thinking about me? You know what I mean? And I'm over here being a good black father. You know what I mean? That's something that I pride myself on. And when I'm walking my daughters to their daycare, I see this. This happened today <clears throat> where I see this, you know, white woman looking at me kind of strange when I'm trying to open the door for her. And I'm like, man, like, right. what? what is she thinking about me? I'm just trying to be an innocent caring loving kind father and human being right you know to this person and to my children so what what are they thinking about me so it makes me fearful when i think about what they can do to alter a black man's life and not have any evidence right that's, that's what came kicker. out that's the, kicker. that's the kicker like they don't need no your their evidence was that they were black that's all they because when you look look at the series when they were in the courtroom it just like Maybe it was just the, the the way that they framed it on the show to where it made it seem like there is no absolute ab, there is no way that they can. Well, it was, for me, it wasn't even that it was just no evidence like DNA didn't even matter. Right. So I'm so for me, it, it became real confusing. It made me extremely angry because I'm saying like, well, how are y'all going to convict young men when DNA don't match? Why can't you do your job right. that you have been hired for and right. find the correct person versus five innocent men, no DNA, nothing, nothing match. Wow. So I don't I don't understand. And so what I think the 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 thing is not only did not the DNA match the lady they they in the in one of the episodes they brought out her sweater. It was drenched in blood, right? Mm. It was a horrible scene drenched in blood, but none of their clothes had blood on it. None. Right? None. Didn't have no dirt, no nothing. And so when they said, well, it was a head wound, one of the, 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 the prosecutors, it was a head wound, and all the blood was up at the head, and they were on the body. And that's why, well, her whole body was covered in blood, so how was that even possible? And the jury still said guilty. And that is, and it, not only that, y'all, and I, I hate to keep on going. I'm going to give it to um, Ashley. But when you also see that one of the young men wasn't even in the park at the time. At the time. Went with and his they friend. Went with his friend just just because. To he, protect him. Just to protect him and to, to help him, him and to be support. He's the one that was 16 at the time went to Rikers Island, the adult prison. Was in there the longest. And was in there the longest. And we can kind of get into this a little later. But he was also the reason they were exonerated. That That is amazing to think about. Right. But it just shows you sometimes, and, it, and I hate to be a cynic when... This ain't making my skin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate to be a cynic when I think about what other people may think. That's why I try to just you know, mind my own business and not get into, you know, no situations to where somebody can look at me strangely or anything like that. But it it is so bothersome to think that's that with the stroke of a pen, 
people can alter someone else's life mm -hmm. for the rest of their life. Right. And one of the prosecutors, uh, I think her, maybe she was the district attorney, Linda Ferristine, mm -hmm. you know, she, for a while there, she was living her best life, selling oh, books. But New now. <laughs> oh, but now. Now Your life is, is tremendously life. altered. But look how much had to happen in order for that, for her life Correct. to be altered. Correct. You know Correct. what I mean? Correct. Like it had to be a, a 20 plus year gap. <laughs> it had to, maybe 30 years. When did it happen? I'm, I'm trying to think. It happened in 1989. 1989. Mm -hmm. yep. So, so here we go. We, it, it, it took all of this time. Ava DuVernay, with her amazingly talented self, <laughs> to create a Netflix series for and the millions open. and the floodgates and millions and millions of people to watch it for for her life to be altered. But all it took was a couple years for for those five young men's life to be altered. Ash, I'm sorry, y'all go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. So your perspective is telling us. How if you after you watched it, you're raising a young black male. You are. Okay. So if you watched it, you know that it's it's just extremely hard to watch. Like the first episode, like I cried probably half of the episode and became very angry to the point where my husband was like, uh no, we're not watching another episode tonight. Like wow. we gotta turn it off. Like you kinda needed a breather because I don't, I wasn't ready for what I saw. The first episode is the hardest. It, I just wasn't ready for it, and I just, I just couldn't believe, and not even being naive, but I just couldn't believe that it could go down like that. Like mm. I just, I just couldn't believe it can go down like that. To even to the point where you see the police officer hitting the one boy. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and then they tried to use that against them. They did. I forgot about that. You know, and I'm like. Like, this is crazy. Like, you're breaking every rule interviewing these boys, these kids, these children out, mm. as y'all would say, wilding. Like, who don't be wilding when they a kid? Right. First of all. Right, right. <laughs> you know, right. like, that's not a crime. That's, they not hurting nobody. Just being a child. Um, so it was very hard to watch. But And I did think about, like, I, I'm raising a black boy. And right now, you know, while he doesn't differentiate between, oh, I have white friends, I have black friends. He's just like, we just, you know, we're people. And then at some point, my husband and I are going to have to talk about there's a difference. Right, right. And I honestly don't know how, I don't even know when, but how we're going to break that conversation. Like, what do I say? Right. Because it's hard, you know, to say, well, you could be treated different just because you're black. Mm. If you get pulled over, these are some things that you need to do so they don't assume that you're going to be aggressive and come at them right. or and try to make a move on them right. because you're black. Mm. You know, people are going to look at you differently because you're black. It don't matter. You go to school with all of these wonderful people. And when I say wonderful, that's what we use instead of the word white when oh, he's that's what, I, that's what I use, too. We say wonderful. We don't let, let the world in on our secrets, <laughs> our community secrets. Because I, well, I say wonderful. Well, I mean, so and, and black folk are called beautiful people. Beautiful yeah, people. that's what we say, beautiful, beautiful, wonderful people. and beautiful, beautiful people. people. So it's like you're, you're being raised with these wonderful 
people and you go to school with them, they're your friends. But if something goes down, son, right, your consequences are gonna could be totally different, right, than everybody else. And you may be the only one who suffer a consequence right. because you're black. So it's hard to know. And and just like you said that. It's still happening today. And so that makes it hard because it's like, okay, while we would never want to see that happen in 1989 or ever, to know that we haven't progressed Hmm. in any shape or form Hmm. and you can still get pulled over and get killed by a police officer and there's no consequence. You can still get gunned down by a neighborhood watch person for no reason, no consequence. So... It's hard to think about that we that we have to teach our children to kind of back down, not be themselves or or, you know, to take all these extra precautions because you're black. Instead of saying, like, go be the great king that you are. Right. Right. If you can say, hey, I was pulled over there, said, hey, you know, I didn't know I was speeding. If I open my word, open my mouth and say something, you jumping down my throat. You know, it's it's just hard. It's hard. So even in the fourth episode, when when everything comes full circle and you see um, the exoneration and everything, it brings a sense of joy. Mm. But you don't. You but you also think, why did this ever had to happen? Right. And at any point, it can be any one of our kids. Right. And and it's hard. It's just hard to think about that. Like son, and even being married to a black man. When my husband go out, I'm like, you know, yeah, I want you to text because, you know, you should text. But it's also like I need to make sure you good right. because you out. All it take is one time. And, you know, yeah. I, it just take one time. I'm with you. So it, it, it's hard. But I, I do think that if, if you haven't watched the series, yes, do I think it's something you can watch? You should watch. Yes. At the same time, you have to be mentally prepared to watch it because it's a whole lot to take in because it makes you feel like it's happening right now. Like the production of it it all. I mean, it is. is. I mean, (laughs) I mean, in the sense of like this case is going on right now, but Um, it is though. I mean, yeah. So I think you really (laughs) have to be mentally prepared because it's very detailed and in depth and the physical, the mental it's it's a whole lot. So I definitely, you know, we'll talk probably mention this later on, but I would definitely love to hear, you know, you all's perspective out there that are listening on if you are raising a black boy in society today, like how have you had that conversation with them um, to let them know like, hey, you are viewed different. Right. And at the same time, you are still a king. You are still valuable. You go out here and you win in this world yeah. mm-hmm. and don't be fearful to make you pull back on being who you were called to be love it i love it y'all make sure y'all hit us up in the comments let us know what you think and uh, what you're doing with your children ken i didn't watch it okay. <laughs> so she's given the perspective of i didn't watch it one who didn't watch <laughs> so why didn't you watch so okay let's just start here i watched it um i watched maybe like 15 minutes with a friend of mine who's an attorney, and I said, turn it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, turn it off. He was like, well, I said, okay, so these are three reasons why I, I didn't watch it. Number one, stay in rural South. 
number one, I stay in Georgia. Like, I stay in the most Jim Crow laws state (laughs) (laughs) in America. It's still red. It's never going to ever. We it was a hope that we were ever going to be blue again. No, we're always going to be red. So that that number one, I have faith. No, I I never did. (laughs) Come on, Stacey Abrams. Come on, Stacey. (laughs) Um, Number two. I watch the news too much. Like, to be honest, like, stuff that was, I think she did a great job. Like, I love Ava DuVernay. I watch all her work. That was when I just couldn't watch. Because to me, it's just my reality every day. Like, I see it. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm always in the battlefront for kids. I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate for social injustice. So that's my reality. I'm not, I didn't need nothing that heavy. And number three, I work in the most racist industry. I need a job. I needed oh, my. I needed my. Out there then. <laughs> I needed my. I needed. I needed my. I. I, I got to sustain my 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 lifestyle when I watch it. So I I couldn't. You, you know, go back to work the next day. I want to go back to work the next day and not slap somebody. Hello, okay. Amen, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But my my points. Uh, you know, the first two definitely because um, staying in the Jim Crow law state is that, you know. We in Georgia, and I think we we see injustice every day. So for people to see like they exonerate, like they've been exonerated and stuff, and you know they was falsely accused, and like you said, at a switch of a button, like their lives were changed, and now everybody's kind of happy that they exonerated. But my thought was like. Yeah, when the lights go off and the cameras are died down, let's think about these people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, yeah. Corey Wise, Ooh. right? I mean, yes. it, it, you could see the the toll. You can see it today. I was just watching the BT Wars. You can see it today. Just how much of a toll it had on him and Antron. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, like just their, you know, I'm thinking about their mental health, you know, like how they mentally feel. Because at the end of the day, like even though they exonerated, even though they're free, they're still living in fear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now, like, they're going to have to tell their kids, like, this is what happened to me. And it's not coming out. It's coming out of a place of fear because this happened to them. And so it's just like, even though they're exonerated, they're free, they're still not mentally free. Mm. Now, and I couldn't mm. watch. I could, you know, what I mean? you're still not mentally free. And another reason is I, I didn't want to watch it is because I didn't want to be back mentally conditioned into like I can't cuss. So um, the B oh. <laughs> to the foolishness that we see every day. Like I'm you like nah. Like I've equip my mind to be in a free mental space i know like every day we're oppressed like we have you we have dbe zones we're every day we're getting notices that our communities are being gentrified every day there's we're on the news where like you said the only justification for you to be accused of a crime is that you're black i don't need to be mentally snapped back into that reality i'm waiting for something light to happen to my people in our community to say hey we're black and we're i still i'm still on that black boy joy that black girl magic i don't need to be back in the space of dang like this is what's happening this is how i see us i know how they see us the problem is how do we see them are we always in the i'm sorry i'm just getting heightened how do we see them you know what i'm saying are we do we see them as a fear tactic now because i'm not trying to be in that mental space of like you know dang this is how they see us i don't care how do i see you how do I see them? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not my oppressor. You're not, you, uh-uh. Now, we equal. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if people, not nah, we are. I don't care about that slavery. Refer- no, we're equal. I'm not about to watch something that's going to put me in a mental capacity of feeling in bondage again. Not saying like it's great to have awareness. It's great to have situational information about what has happened, but I'm not mentally about to put myself in a situation about about that. Like I'm just out of that capacity. I just can't do it. And yeah, I just. One of the things that Ava DuVernay said when she was asked, I believe it was on the Breakfast Club, <laughs> uh, Charlemagne. Um, as Ava DuVernay uh, question, he said, "What do you think white people will think when they actually see this?" They're Netflix not gonna care. They're not gonna care. And this, and this is what this is what uh, Ava DuVernay said. She said, "It's not for them. It's for us, mm-hmm. right?" And I think she said that because we need to be more aware of what's going on out there, so we can know not necessarily for it to keep us in bondage, but we should be able to be aware of how people are viewing us so that when we walk out the door, we know that there is a major target on our skin color. And if we know that... There's a major target on this. On but a, on that, that's, that's a fear tactic, though. I, well, I, I, I don't, don't know I don't if think it's necessarily a fear, a fear tactic. I mean, you, you, you Oh, okay. So you think that's a warning? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't think it's necessarily. No, a that's warning. just it's like just it's like you, like, you know, it's it. making you aware because here's the thing. So what you? So my question is, what you do with awareness? When somebody makes you aware, what's your what's your result? You act accordingly, right? Act accord. What's what? Okay, so let's quote. What's acting accordingly? Acting accordingly is in the eye of the beholder. Not everybody is going to act the same exact way. Mm. I would act in a way to where I'm more cautious and I am more aware and I'm watching how I move and I'm watching what I'm around. There's some some places, you know, if I'm talking to my nephew who is an African-American young man, right, I'm telling him and I'm making sure that he's aware of his surroundings and who he's with and where he's at at certain times of the day you know what I mean I'm sure Ashley is uh, more aware and making sure she understands when there's going to have to be a, a there's going to have to uh there's going to be a conversation that's going to be had with her children and and her husband and and her whole family and everything so there are there are certain things and it's not necessarily a negative it's just the world that we live in and if you live if you try to live in a world like this and be oblivious to it, eventually life is going to smack you upside the head. You know what I mean? So that means rather than being oblivious or willingly oblivious, let's make sure that we say, okay, I know what type of target I have on my back, but I'm also going to live in the fullness of what God wants me to be and who God wants me to be. And regardless of how other people may see me. And that's the greatest testimony that all of us could have. Yeah, I got this big target on my back, but look what I did despite the target. Right. Kind of like Tyler Perry. (laughs) Y'all didn't think I was going to throw that in there, but I did. So check this out. Tyler Perry, he got up and he won um, the, icon. Uh, the Icon Award, I believe, mm-hmm. for I the BT Awards. <laughs> and he got up and said this amazing speech. Tyler Perry is a preacher if I've never seen one. I'm telling you, if I've ever seen one. Amazing. Tyler Perry, I'm telling you, and he's a son of this house, um, one of Bishop Paul Morton's uh, sons. And, and just, you know, he really uh, was his pastor growing up in New Orleans. 
and everything. So he holds a, he has a, a near and dear place in our heart and everything like that. But um, to, to get to it, he said, he said um, uh, the place where he built his new studios at, it was occupied many years ago by a Confederate, con, uh, by a Confederate army um, who were planning and plotting how they were going to keep millions of Negroes Negro. enslaved. Mm -hmm. And now that same place it's is owned by one Negro. one Negro. I said, I almost fell out. I was like, wow. And look what he did despite the target on his back. Look what he overcame despite the target on his back. And that's how, those those are the type of people that I want to want us to look, look to. Despite what we may go through here in America and abroad, we can still be successful. We can still be who God has created us to be in the fullness of that Amen. despite what we go through mm -hmm. i'm sorry I, I, no i, I, I no I, that was that, that was, was good that come was, on pull it together see, for the churchy see, perspective see. churchy perspective no i no i think that was a really uh great perspective and my perspective is not saying that i'm not aware because i am aware like i'm let me tell you i got like i'm you are I, yeah, I'm very aware. My yeah. hair is blonde and I'm natural. But I think people... Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But I think people hear it. I mean, or they know... I don't know that they know to what extent. You know, like... Oh, when, I know to you know what, what extent. You like, know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, when you look I at... I had family look members at a, that was lynched. I'm, okay. I'm Like, when, that's how right. aware I... I literally... Well, I'm not saying you. I'm oh. just saying people. <laughs> when, you, when you have a cinematic piece that she produced as such, and you see all of the, per se, behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, it kind of can make you have, like, oh, I understood, like, you know, there have been some injustices that we've seen on the news, this and that, but I didn't know, like, this was the in-between. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it can give a different perspective and make people more aware of, like, hey, I really do need to have this conversation with my kids, or maybe I really do need to be more mindful of certain things because this target is on my back or, you know, they really, they the ones out here wilding, you right. know, on, and how they react and look. I, I, I mean, I get that. I do. I think that's, that's cute. <laughs> and I think that's sweet. But like, like, uh, Pastor Candy said, I think we know, like, we just need to move from that and think about where God has placed us now. Like, I, I'm just kind of like over these type of films and the regurgitation of that type of stuff. Like, I can't... I feel that way about slavery films. I feel that I, way. You like, know I, what? I, I want to be... I'm <laughs> glad that kind of, you know, that, that topic has went on from cinema, you know, because there was a while there. It was like back-to-back-to-back to back to back slavery. All yeah. that, that was yeah. like... That's that all you... That's, that's how you... Yeah. But that's how they saw us, they, though. Like, they did it seven years of slave. slave. Lu mm -hmm. Lupita won that Oscar, and everybody was like, okay, let me do it. They right, had shows they yeah. did. I mean everything, and so I feel that way. I, I understand that. I think that there is also something to say because it didn't end just with them being with them, accused with them, right. and and living their entire lives. It ended with them being exonerated. Yeah. One of the things that I, I kind of alluded to earlier was that Corey Wise was still in prison while all the other ones was out of prison, um, and while he was still in prison the actual rapist of this woman saw Corey Wise, knew he was accused along with four others, and said, man, this can't be right. He's still here for what I did? 
He saw it. He was he, the raper was what? The raper Hispanic. was 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 Is he his, I, yeah, he was Hispanic. I don't want to even give his name or whatever. Yeah. Um but I I, I he he saw Corey Wise. They had they an was, altercation. They had an altercation and then later on down the line mm-hmm. they saw each other again. And when he saw Corey Wise, he was like this can't be right. This man is still in jail for something I did. Now, mind you, Corey Wise wasn't even in the park at the time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even there. He went to the he went to to uh, the precinct with his friend because he wanted to be a support and didn't want to make sure he didn't get in trouble um, for not sticking with his friend. So. He's in jail for something he did not do for a place he wasn't even in. And lo and behold, after many years of being in prison, the man that actually did it saw him and said, I have to confess. Which means if Corey Wise did not go to jail, would they have gotten exonerated? Would they have gotten exonerated? And the question is, probably not. He probably wouldn't have seen a need for him to confess Come forward. Mm-hmm. if he did not see Corey Wise in the first place, which is mind-blowing. And it tells me that Romans 8 and 28 is still alive. And what's Romans 8 and 28? Come on. For all I'll things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and Come that on. are called according to his purpose, which means I may not like what I go through. But it's still going to work out for my good. Come on, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It's still going to work out for my good. Listen, this has been an amazing show. This show today is sponsored by somebody we all know, and I'm kind of springing this on my uh, cast members. But this show is sponsored by (laughs) one of our musicians who was just on the Steve Harvey show on Monday. (laughs) We know him as C Dub. The world, the, <laughs> the world knows him as hoop triggers listen he came up with an app you need to get this app i just downloaded this app and i cannot get you enough use of it, it. And you oh it's my like, god and the lord said i'm telling you i know my key in everything <laughs> baby Jesus, i know i've been i've been getting that thing right and that's a that's another person that is uh that is fearless he's fearless he stepped out on faith and is really doing some amazing things his name is Carlton Whitfield. C-dub. Y'all make sure y'all look him up. C-Dub, Hoop Triggers. He, it's all on uh, the App Store. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out. And since we talked about Tyler Perry, he got this post that said, at Tyler Perry in his uh, in his post. So go on and help him out. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. All right. So this is our show. This is episode two of Thank What's the Word. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. You can find me at Addison Kennedy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I am Ashmack King um, on Twitter and Instagram. Most uses, though, will be on Instagram. And I am Network Ken at Network underscore K-I-N on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you guys, guess what? We are on Facebook and we're on Instagram. Yes. Follow us. So follow us at what's underscore the word one. What's underscore the word and we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and we're almost at follow three. us. Yes, like we're, us. We're we're hitting some milestones. So listen to us. Uh, subscribe. We're building. We're building. We're so building. help us build. You can say that you can be. You were a part of the What's the Word crew from the beginning. From so the make beginning. sure you hit us up on there. All right. This yeah. is What's the Word. Talking fear, fear, losing creativity. I'm talking fear. 
fear missing out on you and me, I'm talking fear Fear losing loyalty for pride Cause my DNA won't let me involve in the light of God I'm talking fear